This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay, Dunedin, and I am joined from a Magnetic Island off the north coast of Queensland. Every morning at the mine, you could see him arrive. He stood six foot six, made 245, kind of broad at the shoulder, narrow at the hip. And everybody knew you didn't give no lip to Big John. Big John, Big John, Big Bad John, Big John. Nobody seemed to know where John called home. He just drifted into town and stayed all alone. Didn't say much, kind of quiet and shy, but if you spoke at all, you just said hi to Big John. I've got John Mann. John Mann, as in my dad. Welcome, Dad. Yeah, hello, hello, Sam. Yeah, 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 it's all, all good. I'm looking forward to this. And happy Father's Day for yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, uh, I posted a picture on Facebook of me as Santa Claus. I thought, well, that's appropriate. <laughs> I posted it back as Father Christmas. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and happy birthday for last week. Yes, yes, yes. I, I was in chemotherapy on that day um, in Townsville. And uh, it was actually a hilarious day, a hilarious day, because none of my, none of my relatives, you know, your sister... Uh, Nell was supposed to be with me because she's got the same birthday as me, as you well know, um, from Auckland. But she might as well have been on Jupiter because you can't get from Auckland to Magnetic Island. Uh, however, 1,000 Victorian sports players can be, uh, but not my children. So I sort of sort of waxed poetic about that on Facebook from my chemotherapy bed. That was, uh, that was my birthday. So what are you doing in Magnetic Island? Well, um, two things. Uh, Zoe, who... Right, right, right. I knew Zoe, a lady called Zoe, uh, when we were lived in uh, Mandula, near Bow Desert in southeast Queensland. And uh, she was a farmer. And she uh, really liked... When, when she discovered a few years ago, about three or four years ago, that, that oh, John Mann's doing something. Oh, he's in Cambodia. Um, I'll find out what he's doing. She, she had actually left her husband, uh, that, that, that had finished, although he's, he's a lovely man and she's a lovely lady. So she, she was living on Magnetic Island. Uh, not long after the, well, actually about a year after that, I got diagnosed, in fact, in fact, April Fool's Day this year, I was diagnosed with um, cancer, quite serious cancer. 
And so she said, mm, come up here. There was, there was episodes before that because she, she was ill. She came to, you know, she was ill herself. And I went up to look after her because she said, look, I'll, I'll help you in Cambodia. And, you know, and I said, well, I'll help you. I'll, I'll. So I'd actually seen her. Uh, when I was actually quite ill, because it turns out I've been ill for probably some years with with cancer, but nobody nobody knew it. Um, before cutting a silly story short, um, so she was living on Magnetic Island. Um, I was diagnosed this year. Uh, there we are in the middle of COVID nineteen, diagnosed with cancer in the middle of all of this, and she said, "Come up here. We've got it. We've got University Hospital. I can look after you, and we'll sort you out." So, uh, so April 3rd, April Fool's Day, um, I was diagnosed, a little bit ironic. Um, and so they said, they said, we'll start our treatment now in Brisbane. I said, no, you won't. Could you kind of refer me to Townsville Hospital? Because I can be, I, I, it's, they've got a university hospital. So up I went, up I went, 26 page referral, uh, Magnetic Island. And uh, here I am with Zoe on this island. Um, uh, which is which I'm speaking to you from now. And how, uh, it, how all, big all is very, all very how complicated. big is this island? Well, it's well, to, to start with. If you know the coast of um, far north Queensland, it's just to the right is Townsville, and half an hour in a in a ferry, so about 12, 12 miles, I think twelve. 15 kilometers or so off in the sea in the coral sea is magnetic island and it is about oh um i think about 12 12 miles long and it's sort of sort of diamond shaped um and it's you can get from beach to beach the the main the main bit in the middle <clears throat> is uh, is is a volcanic hill uh with which is all national park and so round the edge are, are bays where people live and you can get from bay to bay. You can get from one end of the island to the other in about 15 minutes. Um, and and you, as I say, it takes about half an hour in a ferry to get to... The, the ferry is regular because there's about 2,000 people live on the island. Um, the, the ferry is... And there's a lot of tourists, except there aren't at the moment. Obviously, there aren't at the moment because it's confined to Australians. In fact, it's confined to people who were in Queensland when the lockdown started. So, for instance, now your sister can't be here and she should have been uh whereas all these people that were sports people are here on mass a thousand of them i mean the afl grand final is going to be played in the gabba in brisbane i mean it's it's you know it's it's absurd beyond all measure um get to the mainland and then sort of oh, five minutes to townsville university hospital and it seems to be very very good let's take the first of your music choices let's have the birds with tambourine man why this one yes ah uh, this is this is one of my favorites because i i sort of was sort of there at the time as it were um uh famously but well, i was in derby this is before drama school 1965 it would have been because i went to drama school in 66 and um and i was i was i knew i was going to drama school so it was exciting times. I was working sort of on the railway trying to make money, uh, ready to go to drama school. And so off we went, me and my mate, Jim Forsyth, we went to Bass's Wreck in Derby, and there's the birds. And Bob Dylan famously said, uh, the birds play this better than I do. And, um, uh, and 
and they, they they did they played it and it's and it's and it's it's a lovely rendition of uh, Mr. Tambourine Man. And so I was I was there happily there when there was this announcement from by Bob Dylan. I was in Derby and the birds were playing. The actual birds were playing and they played this and I yeah, it felt very special. So you're quite lucky that you didn't get sick in Cambodia, where you well, are building schools. Well, yes, um, I obviously did. I mean, the the, the story. I, I've obviously been very. People said to me, "How are you?" I said, "I'm fine. I'm really well." They said, "Have you got cancer?" I said, "Yes, but I had cancer for probably five years, and nobody knew. And in fact, eventually, um, while I while I was in Cambodia, I was I couldn't get in and out of a tuk-tuk. I couldn't, uh, there, there were things, things I couldn't do and I didn't know why, I, I just didn't know why. And I was clearly very ill. At that, at that time, the doctors in the Gold Coast were missing a key, uh, a, a key pointer towards cancer. They were literally missing it. And eventually the haematology people said, and I've, I've got it, I've got a copy of it, sent a hand-drawn red Mount Everest picture with 800 written at the top of it and said, have you noticed this? Um, now, uh, a, a, a warning for cancer is eight, not 800. 
and it had been happening, 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 happening. Uh, so, 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 yes, I was sick in Cambodia, but I didn't know why. How was Cambodia dealing with the pandemic? Um, it's it's actually a little bit difficult to know. They're 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 not really testing anybody. Um, they they in our village, for instance. Fortunately, today, today, our schools open. So that's that's a very dramatic piece of progress. Now, in the interim, they closed the schools. So schools have been closed for two or three months um, because of COVID nineteen. Except that nobody's getting nobody's getting tested, um, and um, they, they 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 were very successfully doing online learning. All of our children were 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 going to going to people's houses, the bigger houses in the villages, and being taught online by the teachers, but in a government program that was on the sort of television, you know, on the tv and all that kind of thing and it was actually really good except it was absurd because some of these houses had classroom sized groups of kids all together being taught so, so they might just as well have been at school which which is where from from our point of view school is a very very useful place because we know where all the kids are you know no, nobody gets nobody gets um disappeared nobody's sort of sold into slavery anymore we've we've we seem to have conquered that by absolute absolute fervor by absolute fervor of knowing where the kids are all the time and of course it's only when they're going to school and they go past where i live which is a house that we've got which where we can see the school um and, and a high school that we've never access to is the other way when we can see them going back and forth we know where every kid is and of course we don't but we do from today. So it's a very joyous day today. They don't know. I mean, for instance, let's imagine there's a lot they don't know. They've lost $5 billion in tourism this year because nobody's allowed in. And that's, that's a lot for Cambodia. If, if I was to, if right now the situation in Australia and Cambodia is absurd. Um, if I was to go to, from here, Magnetic Island, to Sydney, I could do that. I'd have to quarantine on my way back in, but I could do that. I could do it in Sydney. Now, let's imagine I then want to go to Cambodia, you know, where they love me. I love them. I've got stuff to do. I want to see it. Yes, I'm sick, but I'm in sort of remission because chemotherapy is about to stop. Um, so I'll be, I'll be all right. Um, so what, what happens is, A, at the moment, uh, Australia won't let me leave the country. So I, I can't actually get on a plane. Uh, if I could get on a plane, uh, I go to Cambodia and they whisk me away immediately into, quote, a government facility at $3,000 for 14 days, which is, a, which is basically a, a, a shed. Um, and, um, and at the end of the 14 days, well, the p police bring me food, which will be Cambodian food, and at the end of the 14 days, they retest me. Now, without a doubt, everybody, everybody in Cambodia, everybody, all the expats, all the teachers know, sadly, what, what being tested at the end of that 14-day period would mean is I would fail because, because it's in somebody's interest that I fail. 
so they want another three thousand dollars. That that that's the sort. Of, so nobody's going back. So at the moment, uh, I, I I I can't leave the country. I think I personally think it will ease up. I think it will ease up because Cambodia needs the money, Australia needs the money. It, it's 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 absurd what they're doing here. Um, uh, it, it's fortunately our kids are today is a joyous day because we've we we start to know where our kids are again. Cambodia is good at living with no money, but this is even more no money. You're maintaining a, a you're maintaining yeah, it, a presence it, and 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 being busy on social media and things, keeping the awareness going. Yeah, very very much so. I, I, my my raison d'être, my sort of almost my reason for living is is which I'm quite happy with, is is to. Um, uh, at least save this lot. Um, uh, and indeed, in, in 2008, the United Nations, um, which was absolutely coincidental because that's the, 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 not the year that I arrived, but it was the year that I knew what I was going to do with, within uh, doing Cambodia. I'd arrived in 2004, but that was, I didn't know anybody then. I just looked around the country and thought, my God, this place needs help. It wasn't until 2008. Now, 2008, on the same day, almost minutes later, I noticed that on, they said, can you give us a school, please? I said, hang on. I said, I'm, 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 I haven't got any money. Could you ask your friends? And so we, we, we worked out a plan. And that day, the United Nations uh, released a document called, called Sex Slavery in the Lower Mekong. And it was it was ground zero. It was ground zero of sex slavery. Every child we know. I've got photos, many many photos of examples of of girls that were involved in, you know, had been had been taken away, lived, come back, were in various degrees of prostitution, were in got out of sex slavery, were absolutely determined that we open this school. So they came back to sort of make sure this school got opened. Um, the the, the what we determined to do was conquer this so so we would never lose a child and in fact when we did lose a child i went down and rescued her from a chinese island uh in the um, um in in the thai between between thailand and uh, cambodia so 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 you've you've what I've done is made sure, absolutely made sure that we've lost no kids. But this was, this happened by accident within minutes, this, this document. I said, what's this? What's this sex slavery in the Lower Mekong? And they, and they said, every child, every girl that has ever left this village has disappeared or been into proper prostitution, you know, as opposed to slavery. Now, we know who they all are. And they came back to the village to make sure that our kids went to school, our girls went to school. So, so we, we then had a double whammy. So not only are we educating the kids, because education is the answer to everything. You know, it's it sort of, um, if, you, if you don't have education, then, I mean, if, 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 the, if the corrupt leaves of the world had a brain, um, they would stop, they would close all schools down. Um, but they don't, fortunately. So, so as I say, today is an absolutely joyous day, joyous day because our schools are opening. So, so yeah, from, from then on, from then on, we had this sort of double purpose. We protect the kids uh, and, and educate them.
Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orakurui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. Kia ora koutou, nga mihi aroha nui kia koutou ko tahuahau. I hope you're all having the best day. Beautiful superstars and your beloved universes. And I really hope that wherever you are and whatever is happening around you, this journey that we're all on together is proving to be very rewarding, very fulfilling and illuminating for you more and more each day who you are, a triumph of nature's art, perfect, unique and here making things better. Thank you. So I've been very excited to have some more time with you and I'm just so grateful to Sam and everyone involved with Blown Bubbles that I have this opportunity to speak with you for five minutes each day. It's really helped me more than anything else over this journey through lockdown level four, level three, level two, level one, level two and 2.5. Again, thank you. Because of course it enables me to tap into that creative energy that we all hold within and reframe my daily experience into a creative endeavor that I can then share with you. And of course, as a species of animal, we all possess this ability to go within and connect with that creative energy that connects us all in an infinite web to that one consciousness of which we are a spark, a unique part that is expressing itself as a human animal at this time. And I've been really enjoying over this weekend having the opportunity to rest and recharge and connect with that creative energy, write some songs for Tahu and the Takahis, which I've been wanting to do for a long time, but I think that I haven't been able to until now. And it's really that space and that chance to rest that has given me that opportunity. I've also been really grateful to see those around me who I love connecting with that creative energy too and feeling inspired so I had the wonderful opportunity to spend some time with my amazing manager Amanda Simon who's a very talented anthropologist and archaeologist and I got to visit her and her friends and see all these wonderful treasures that they'd unearthed from an archaeological dig and these bones of extinct New Zealand birds like our native quail and more bones and more eggshell and the bones of fish which of course reminded me of my time at the Portobello Aquarium and I used to be able to help with sorting the otoliths which are the beautiful ear bones of fish and you can blast them with a laser and analyse the gas that comes off and then figure out which particular body of water they're from and whether they were breeding and how old they were and all these cool things and of course it's just wonderful for me that We can connect with all these lives in so many different ways. We know that we're connected to them in an infinite web. We know that all life is our ancestor or our descendant or our living relation right now. But of course we have many different ways that we can conceptualise that. And I love that that framework of meaning that we have created called science and that framework of, of doing and investigating All these tools, all these technologies that we have created enables us to feel that connection in new ways. Also been very excited to, while I've been recording this, I can hear downstairs that I'm being inadvertently serenaded by my beautiful partner, Harvey Penfold, who, as we know, doesn't verbally express himself wildly often, but 
I'm so grateful that he's choosing to sing now. And it's so beautiful. He's downstairs. He's got his headphones on. He's cleverly making all these nozzles for our peek peeker bird feeders. And while he's doing this, he is singing. And of course, we've been together for five years. And I just love to see more and more this confidence and this strength and this creative blossoming that's happening for him and for me too. And it's wonderful. So I really hope that for all of you, you're having the opportunity to connect with that creative energy that you carry within and express it however you want and that you're also having the opportunity to be inspired in whatever way works best for you from this beautiful world that surrounds us and I look forward to talking to you next time thanks so much I know you're not in Cambodia but are you getting a a feeling for how the community the government messaging is going on there how how are they you know telling people what's going on and is that is it different to what you're seeing in Australia? Um, yes, yes, it is because they they keep changing their rules. They're, they're not they're not sure what they're doing. Uh, they they really aren't. They 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 can say with all honesty, we've we've got no. Well, they don't say we've got no cases. Well, they do say we've got no cases. What they really mean is they've got no diagnosed cases because they're not testing anybody. So so they they sometimes the people are allowed to travel from state to state or province to province, which is like. Provinces. Um, sometimes they're allowed. Sometimes they're not. Um, the the some of the garment factories are open, but the Chinese aren't there to run them. Um, the, the the garment factories are. Uh, there's five hundred thousand women working in the garment factories and make everything you've ever heard of, uh, from you know Nike to Reebok to Armani shirts to you know whatever, uh, the the whole lot, um, and. Um, that the workers get paid a pittance, but but it's some degree of income. They've they've got something. They've got something. It's close. To, it's close to slavery, but it's 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 a it's an income. Uh, so at the moment, the Chinese owners aren't there to run it. Um, so it's 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 yeah. They've they've got no money. I I I predict that they will stop this. You know, you've got to. I oh, got to quarantine for fourteen days in the government. Well, nobody like me is going to risk it. Because you you just lose two thousand dollars and two thousand dollars again, because they will. It's in the interests of the person who's a friend of the prime minister who's running this thing called called quarantine for fourteen days. It's in his interests for you to fail. So you will fail, and everybody knows that. So they're not going back, which is a pity. Uh, so so it will it will. I, I, I suspect rather like it will ease up in Australia. It will ease up in New Zealand. It will get a bit more practical. Um, things will come right. That's what I think. So going back a long way further, sometimes you put on Facebook a list of bands that you've seen and the list of bands yeah. that you've seen, and one of them's the, the one that you haven't seen and we have to guess which one it is. And your list of bands is the most incredible list of bands ever. Um, and most of these people yeah. you saw when there was... It was like you and you and your mate in a little pub somewhere in, in London. Yeah. And so your second music choice, Ruby Tuesday from the Rolling Stones. What's the story? That was a that was actually a magical day. Um, I was I was at I'd started at drama school, started at drama school. Be at 65. I started no, 66. I started and it would, would have been 66 just after that. And I went into London to see this new street 
called Carnaby Street, and um, th this was a fashion. It was in it was in Soho, which was a sort of fashion and clubs and and all that kind of thing street. And nobody knew the significance of this. And I was in in Carnaby Street, and suddenly over the uh, over the loudspeaker was Ruby Tuesday by by the the the, the Rolling Stones, and they. And they broadcast it in the streets uh, where I was, um, and it was it was only then we suddenly started to realise the significance of Carnaby Street, of 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 the the the, the fashion industry, um, what's what's about to happen, what's about to happen with psychedelia, with um, the 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 sixty six, sixty seven, sixty eight. 69 where you know the with the but but it, it it's I, I was in i was in carnaby street when they released ruby tuesday um i was they played it on the loudspeakers of of the street so i heard it i actually heard it and i mean obviously i didn't see them play it but i i heard them i heard it being released so that was significant she would never say where she came from Yesterday don't matter if it's gone While the sun is bright Or in the darkest night No one knows She comes and goes She needs to be so free She'll tell you it's the only way to be She just can't be chained To a life where nothing's gained And nothing's lost such a cause
So before I actually asked you what music you wanted, I had some lined up. I had Any Old Iron lined up. Because you played Any Old Iron around London. Yeah, I did. I, I, I played it really much of my life because, as you know, my well, grandfather, your great-grandfather, was a circus clown who, uh, and, and music hall, uh, you know, he used to dance in bean boots, which are big, big clown boots. And he used to play the spoons and, and all that sort of stuff. And in fact, my dad, your granddad, Jim, was the youngest son. So he can hardly remember him either. But he's got older sisters and uh, they re- remembered all of that. So I was taught happily by people to play the spoons and tap dance practically from birth. Um, and, uh, and indeed, any old iron... Is a is a is is a, a wonderful wonderful piece of piece of music, especially with the tap dance, especially spoon playing. And in fact, I played it in music halls, and I played it in Portobello Road. I busked in Portobello Road in London uh, with with it. It's it's sort of easy to do, and and indeed on I've done it on everything from play school in New Zealand to uh, yeah, all, all over the place. It's a, it's a, it's a it's a great song, any old line. Any old iron, any old iron, any old iron. Oh, any old iron, any old iron, any, any, any old iron. You look neat, talk about a treat. You look never from your debit to your feet. Dressed in style, brand new tile, and your father's old green tie on. I wouldn't give you something for your old one stain, old iron. It's, it's, old a, iron. it's a goodie, it's a goodie. There's, there's, there's other songs that are similar, they're similar, but that that one was, I did it at drama school, and in fact, I put on Facebook, so a friend of mine from, from drama school, found a picture of me playing the spoons when I was 21. We all had, had a joint 21st birthday, so it was quite a good thing to post on my birthday. She found this photo, this magical <laughs> photo to find. I didn't know it existed. But me and a, a mate uh, who was also at drama school, he was playing the bongos, I was playing the, the, the spoons. Um, uh, all, all very all very serious looking because it was. It was, it was, it was music. You know, so, yeah, all, all my life I've done any old iron, really. Including on every platform in London on the underground. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We we used to um, um, be, because our drama school was just out in in southeast southeast London. It was a half hour trip on the train. Oh my god, we were good at trains. We we were we played a million practical jokes. We were on and off trains. We we got off trains and then and then went into another carriage. Then came back and I'd for, oh, I forgot my coat. You know, ran ran twenty miles in theory uh and so i've got forgot open the door reached in got my coat oh, thank god for that thank you and then disappeared again i mean we were we were, we were cruel um but but very very funny very funny um yeah 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 uh um played played the, played the spoons sung songs um all sorts on on practically every platform in um in 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 that that sort of train trip, which was was going into Trafalgar, we we got off at Charing Cross, which is basically Trafalgar Square. So we 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 got off the train right in central London and and did it all there. You know, we've seen lots of changes over the last few months, societal level changes. Are there any changes that you think will stick, and any cha- or any changes that you hope will stick? I I'm not so sure. I think people the the the, the I, I quite like the groundswell. I, I think questioning, questioning of things is um, is is going to come. I don't think it's going to be just sort of like, oh, social distancing is good and things. I think people are aware, more aware that 
if you if I am vulnerable, I will protect myself. Like I am very vulnerable, but but I don't think I should be stuck in a a special high rise nursing home so that I definitely get COVID nineteen um, uh, to, to protect me. I mean, it's absurd. It'd be better off if I'm allowed to just hide away somewhere um, if I want to. So I'm, just, I'm not so sure. I, th- I think people are. What will stick? I'm not not very sure because I think we've got it very wrong. Well, what lessons do you think we can take from how we've responded for the bigger questions, things like climate change and social injustice? Well, I think that's that's actually that you know you, you've got you've got sort of a, a bit of a bell curve where where, where you've got you th- you think that everybody's on average. Well, you know they. they they, they, they might be, and I, I would like to hope that they are. That Greta Thornburg—that's her name, isn't it? Yeah, she she was she was brilliant, and has sort of disappeared into the sort of never never at the moment. But I I I do think I do think there is a lot of hope for that, uh, so long as people go people go go with it. I I think um, yeah, I, I I've got I've got more hope for climate change um, personally. Uh, I, I, you know, we, we, we've got to get through. We've got to get through this. What, what I'm trying to, I'm, I'm waffling here. Um, it, it's uh, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge. In that, when this settles, it's all very well to assume. Oh yes, we're all getting to climate change now. Well, yes, yeah. you need people to actually do it. You need you need people to sort of know that we we need we really desperately need to do it. Um, but I, I'm I'm. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. I mean, but, one thing because I've, I, you know, I've made it to seventy-four, um, and I've lived through lived, lived through this so far. I mean, it's quite mirac- miraculous, really, quite remarkable. I mean, it's quite an experience. I mean, as I, as I think I, as I, as I told your youngest son the other day, um, that, you know, it, 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 it's. If you if you think back to 1918, if only we could find people that were alive then, um, they would tell us what it was like. Well, the people like me and you and your children and everybody, they've lived through this. So at one some point, we'll be able to tell people at the next at the next pandemic what it was like. And it's quite it's quite it's it's quite amazing what we're living through. I think you, I, I think it's quite it's quite it's quite wonderful wonderful that we're experiencing this. It w- it will get dealt with. How we deal with it is rather like how they dealt with the pandemic in 1918. I mean, f- funnily enough, they had about as many forms of treatment as we've got now. In other words, they had no treatment at all, uh, nor do we. Um, uh, we're basically copying what they did, uh, and eight million people died or whatever it was in 1918. Well, you know. This, the COVID nineteen is sort of millions of people will die. Yeah, what if they're ninety years old and we're saying they died of COVID nineteen and they were trapped in a nursing home to get it? You know, it's, 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 we've got lessons to learn yet. Okay, some questions to end the show with. What is the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years? Um. Well, the biggest success is 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 not is is indeed in um, is in Cambodia is opening my health school, which is a, our fourth school, 
and getting focused on education. Focused on education. Our biggest success, my biggest success, is that is that I can actually, eventually, you know, pass on, knowing that we did a very good job in Cambodia. You know, we protected and taught probably tens of thousands of boys and girls and protected them. And the, 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 the heart, the, the, the ground zero, as the United Nations said, of sex slavery, we, we lost one, rescued her, that scared the crap out of, out of the, the bad people. I know it did. Um, because, you know, bullies, bullies, bullies are cowards. And if you expose them, they run away. So we're writing, um, we're writing a book of these conversations. It's called Tomorrow's Heroes. It's our team of people doing good work. So you're on our team. What is the superpower that's got you into the mansion? Oh, wow. Um, uh, probably, oh, no, this, is, this, is, this is underplaying it. But focus is very important. Focus is incredibly important. It's not a superpower, power, but if without it, you you, you fail. Um, unconditional love. Yeah, that'll do. Unconditional love. Do you consider yourself to be an activist? Oh, yes. 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 And in fact, quietly, quietly, quietly a very not not a violent one but it, the effect is the same people the, the the bad people are frightened of me uh but i do it very calmly like like for instance when we rescued the girl i said well, everybody knows i'm here you can kill me if you like but everybody will know that you you did it i, I want her now i'm not going anywhere and they said come back tomorrow i said no i'm sitting here um and we got her we got her and I said, you know, and I, in a way, there there is a hidden strength in there, which is which is a bit of a cheat, and that is that they, you know, they they don't really want to kill foreigners. But I was focused. What motivates you? Um. Um. What motivates me? I'm, I'm going to sound like Dumbledore now. Um, <laughs> old magic. Um, I'm, I'm trying not to say love. Um, why am I trying not to say love? Um, uh, what motivates me? Um, uh, I'm tenacious. Well, once you've got a focus, once you know that it's based on love, once you're focused, then tenacity is because this is hard work. No, it's not hard work. It's a piece of cake because I would rather die than not do it. Um, yeah, that, that. So what challenge are you looking forward to? Um, well, <laughs> getting to Cambodia. Um, uh, the... We've got we've got a lot to do. We've got a lot to do. The challenge challenge at the moment is is um, 
well, it's a, it's a joke to say staying alive, um, but um, because because I'm 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 having I'm having treatment, but I don't know how long that's going to keep going for, um, you know. But but I mean, I'm 74 now, and in theory, I'll keep going for the way they're treating me. I'll keep going for another four or five years. You know, by the time they've we've tried again, I'll be about 80 odd. Um, and this gets to be like the people who die of COVID when they're 104. Um, you know, I, I'm, what's 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 motivate? What's what's next? I'm, I don't, I don't know. I, I quite like it's, every every day is very exciting. Yeah, that's, that's every day is incredibly exciting right now. Um, it, it's difficult, and I don't know what's happening. I mean, can you imagine in the middle? Of, well, you you, you can because I've told you. You know, there we are in the middle of suddenly we get COVID-19. You know, when I came back from Cambodia, I could hardly walk and everything. I didn't know I was sick. And there wasn't a single Chinese person anywhere because uh, this is coming back from, uh, the, you know, they'd already, they'd already in February, in February, this had started. In February, there was, there was no Chinese people on planes. So got all the way to, to Australia um you know with, with it with it all with it already happening um it's uh it's it's i I've, I, I will i will get back it it's it's tenacity it is love what have i got to do next um i don't know it's actually as i as i told you it's 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 actually quite exciting very exciting trying to work out What's next? And I have to do it. And I've got, I've got pe people like Zoe and a daughter who runs My Health Yoga, who's, who, who funds the fourth school and, and helps us. Now. They're very much into the sort of the, 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 the Reiki and the metaphysical and, the, and the, the, the spiritual side of yoga. So, you know, I, I, I actually let that flow over me. Well, why wouldn't I? You know, I, mean, you know, I, I don't... I, the stuff I don't understand. Uh, so it's, it's all happening. I, I don't know. From one day to the next, it's exciting. And lastly, do you have any advice for our listeners? Oh, wow. Um, yes. And it's, very much, and it's very much the starfish story. And a lot of people know the starfish story. A lady walked, walking along the beach... And occasionally there was a starfish that she threw back into the water. And somebody following her said, you're wasting your time. Look at all these. It said, no, but that one I've saved. That one I've saved. No, that, that one's not cross. That, one's, that one I've saved. And you, you, you so, so, so just try, if you want, uh, what can I do? What can I do? Help somebody. Help somebody. Uh, just, just, just if you help somebody, that's brilliant. Doesn't matter what it is. If you've if you've got a passion, sure, you'll go with it. But otherwise, just just help one person. Just help one person. They'll be pleased. Be rather, you know. And all this about don't tell them. Well, you can tell them if you like. It, it's the it, we're not trying to get we're not trying to win brownie points here. We're trying to help people. Um, so yeah, if if you want to help somebody, help them because your little bit will make a difference to that person. You, and if everybody was to do that, that's all the starfish, isn't it? That's all the starfish, not one. If everybody was to help somebody, 
we've conquered the starfish problem. Let's go out to Dance to the Daddy. The significance of this is that this is County Durham, where you were a boy about eight years old. I was a teacher at Acliffe Special Unit of kids in Spain who committed capital offences. And uh, your teacher was an international soccer referee who, in fact, refereed the um, World Cup, uh, famously. And from County Durham, you, you w then went to New Zealand and I followed you out shortly after. So the County Durham bit was very significant for us. And then that, that wonderful sort of Geordie County Durham music um, is, is just lovely, magical stuff. Come here, me little Jackie, no, I've smoked me bucky, have a bit of cracky, till the board comes in. Dance to the daddy, sing to the mummy, dance to the daddy, to the mummy, sing. Thou shalt have a fishy on a little dishy, thou shalt have a fishy when the board comes in. Here's the mother humming like a canny woman, yonder comes the father, drunk he cannot stand. Dance to the daddy, sing to the mummy, dance to the daddy, to the mummy, sing. Thou shalt have the fishy, earn a little dishy, thou shalt have a haddock when the wood comes in. Was fuddling, he's so fond of ear, but he's kind to me, I hope he'll never fear. Dance to the daddy, sing to the mummy, dance to the daddy, to the mummy, sing. Thou shalt have a fishy on a little dishy, thou shalt have a bloater when the boat comes in. I like a drop me cell when I can get it sly And though me bonny bairn will like it as well as I Dance to the daddy, sing to the mummy Dance to the daddy, to the mummy, sing Thou shalt have a fishy on a little dishy Thou shalt have a mackerel when the wood comes in Get a drop off as we stand in need and wheel me the kiro that brings the bands a breed. Dance to the daddy, sing to the mummy, dance to the daddy, to the mummy, sing. Thou shalt have the fishy on a little dishy, thou shalt have the fishy when the boat comes in. Thou shalt have the fishy on a little dishy, thou shalt have the fishy when the boat comes in. Thou 
Thou shalt have a fishy on a little dishy. Thou shalt have a haddock when the boat comes in. Thou shalt have a fishy on a little dishy. Thou shalt have a bloater when the boat comes in. Thou shalt have a fishy on a little dishy. Thou shalt have a mackerel when the boat comes in. Thou shalt have a fishy on a little dishy. Thou shalt have a salmon when the boat comes in. Princess Gert. Oh, don't call me princess. I'm sick of being a princess. Yes, um, Gert. Don't be so cheeky. You can't just call me Gert. Um, yo, Gert. <laughs> no. Strawberry yogurt. Apricot yogurt. No, no, no. <laughs> Fruit salad yogurt. Oh, that's my favourite. All those tastes all mixed up together. That's what I'll call you. I'll call you my fruit salad yogurt. No, you will not. I'm not yogurt. No, I know. You're a princess. Oh, don't keep reminding me. Oh. Today is my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. And this year I want a very special present. Mm-hmm. I want to be changed into something else. What sort of something else? Oh, anything. What sort of anything? Just anything. Like a fruit salad yogurt. <laughs> anything. As long as I don't have to be a princess anymore. Dummy, why don't you want to be a princess? Because I'm grumpy and I don't like anything. Now, mm. tell everyone to come to my party. Okay, okay, yes. There's a party! There's a party for grumpy princess Gert. Mm-hmm. There's a party for Shirty Gertie. It's, it's right now. Hey, yo, a You've been listening to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. Brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We broadcast on Otago Access Radio every weekday afternoon at 3 and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We had a contribution today from Tahu McKenzie. I'm Samuel Mann in Soyuz Bay, Dunedin, and joined today by John Mann on Magnetic Island off the coast of Townsville. We hope you enjoyed the show. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.